and girl Are you happy in this modern world? All do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling In all the good times I find myself longing Hey guys. Yo. Starting the pod. So, I'm Michaela. I'm Milo. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm John. So, we're going to be discussing, discussing Trisha today. Trisha Paytas, if you guys don't know. So, John, what do you already know about Trisha Paytas? Like, just give us a full rundown of, like, what your knowledge is of her. What don't I know about Trisha? <laughs> I mean, I've been a big fan for 10 plus years now at this point. Okay. I've known her since her big pink Jeep that was her dream since she was a little girl. <laughs> I followed her through her Shane Dawson era, through mm-hmm. her TikTok era, mm-hmm. up until today. Mm-hmm. So is that really like, like she's been in so many different fields, like so many different things, so many different controversies, like... Is any, does anything stand out to you, like any big controversies that have kind of stuck in your mind? Honestly, the one that she's going through right now is kind of big. It's fucking massive, guys. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't, I, like, I know about her past controversies, her past, you know, endeavors, but, like, what's, what is she up to right now that you guys know of? Well, she's kind of mad at her uh, husband right now. Um, or and her, her husband is her fiance is who? Uh, I forget their name. It's Moses. His you should Moses. know this. Moses. Yeah. Moses. Okay, and he's in jail uh, because of child molestation. Tr- is that or some sexual assault? I, or something. I think it's a lie. By the way, I, yeah, it, it's it's a little up in the air at the moment. What is true? But and he what is, is not. in prison, correct? No. Uh, no. I cannot confirm this. <laughs> All our knowledge is off one TikTok right now. That was okay. A joke. One TikTok. Okay, that's our knowledge. Perfect. Which yeah. I think is like a good baseline for this podcast. Like that's credible. Right. You should just say that now. <laughs> One TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that's John's knowledge. Like, John, you don't have any any other, like, that's it? I mean, all my knowledge is pretty general. Mm. But I feel like I know her pretty well. I would even okay. consider her a sister. A sister. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Milo? I kind Milo? of just know her as a friend. Okay. But, like, kind of, like, friends with benefits because most of our <laughs> knowledge is through OnlyFans of her, for me, at least. Okay. She has okay. an OnlyFans. And that's basically all I can say. I, um, I've heard on a few podcasts. She's a very interesting person. I know uh-huh. she claims to be transgender and not at the same time. Okay. Which Yeah, as Milo's roommate and uh, the host of the internet, I do know that he searches up the uh, Trisha Paytas' uh, Riley Reed video a lot. With me to the plug, of course. Which John is, what, what is the Trisha Paytas' Riley Reed video? What is this? Oh, it's it's just some good old fashioned porn, Michaela. I oh, don't know okay, what else okay. To say, but, um, okay, is this is this OnlyFans affiliated or is it just? Like, it's OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans. It is OnlyFans. Yeah, it's OnlyFans. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know. For, so you do pay for a subscription? I haven't paid. I've. I, uh, we won't get into the nitty gritty here, but I spend my money. <laughs> okay. I'm a very private person. Okay, okay. Respect. We won't get into your your financial of account. Of course. Um, yeah. What do we think about Milo um, stealing content from? Only fans. That is true. Like, are you doing like some legal activity against Trisha Paytas? No, see, I think I'm like publicity, free publicity. 
because we are promoting her right now. Exactly. Yeah. That's all you can see. Feminist to me. I mean, that's definitely Could a be. take that's possible Could and be. fair, but yeah. I think it's the other way. And yeah. Well, I think, I think the people will see that as well. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on. I know from previous knowledge that she's been on several different reality shows. Obviously, she started a career with YouTube, but then moved on to reality shows, different shows. She's done sex work. Um, and just has a ton of different controversies, but I don't even know if I could start to get into it with my, with my own knowledge. So I think that we should maybe delve into the, the Wikipedia world to see what, she, what she's been up to. Well, to me, she sounds like quite the girl boss, and I think that there would be <laughs> nothing more suiting than to look through her Wikipedia. Right, exactly. So she, she was born on May 8th, 1988, so, um, and then she, she's, she's like 40, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She started her, um, f- her YouTube channel, which is titled, um, it, it's without vowels, but it is blonde sun doll for MJ. So she started this YouTube channel with, um, it was a lifestyle oriented, um, channel with vlogs, music videos, and mukbangs. We all know her for that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like her favorite. I feel like I did know her for that. I also knew her for, she, you know, she has those videos of her crying on the floor in her kitchen. Like, I feel like that's what she's pretty known for. Wow. Really? That seems very entertaining. So see, 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 that's the thing with Trisha is like, everybody knows her for something different. Like that's for me, like one of the essential parts about her is like crying on her floor in our kitchen but I talked to um, a mutual friend of ours Kelsey and she said that what she knows her for is talking fast and I was like what the fuck are you talking about talking fast I was like does Trisha talk fast and she was like yeah she she tried to win the world record for talking the fastest and I was like what are you talking about like I've never heard her in this context but I guess we'll we'll get into that um so since 2014, Paytas has worked independently as a singer, releasing one ca- cover album, 10 extended plays, and six, 36 singles. So she's been wow. active in wow, the, wow, wow. the music industry. I, I knew that. I knew that she did. She What's her did. early life, though? Like, so, what, How did she start out? How did she start out? She started out in Riverside, California. Uh, they're of Hungarian descent, uh, Trisha is. Uh, and that makes uh, sense. parents divorced when they were three, blah, blah, blah. Catholic online school. That's interesting. All right, so that's the background. Um, so 2006 to 2012, this was the beginnings of YouTube. So they moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting. And then Peta started doing a professional lingerie modeling and worked as a stripper and escort to support herself. So. Um, so that's their beginning, but then they go into the reality shows. That's what I'm like, this is the point where my mind is kind of blown because she did so many different reality shows, like so many. Do you guys want to, like, do you guys know of any of the reality shows that she's been on? No, I don't know a single one. All right. So let's say I'm off. So she, she tried to break the record as the fastest talker on Guinness World Records. So that was the first one. And then she worked as a correspondent to the Greg Berent show. I don't know. Uh, unknown to me. But then she played Miss Limelight on the second season of Who Wants to Be a Superhero. But then she started her YouTube channel, started doing this. And originally her YouTube channel was dedicated to Quentin Tarantino. Did you guys know this? 
That's so weird. But honestly, that kind of adds up in my eyes. I, You know what? I had seen the picture of her with Quentin. Like, there's a picture of them together. Is there? Yes. Yeah, like, what's she it like? Has, what's it like? She has, it's, it's, um, she's very tanned in the photo, and she's kind of pressed Naturally. up against, against yeah. uh, Quentin. It's a very mm-hmm. early photo. But that kind of shocked me that her... Her YouTube channel was originally dedicated to him. Feet or um, no feet? Yeah, I was wondering that as well. John, that's a great question. Feet or no feet? Is Does Quentin have a thing for feet? He has a huge Absolutely. thing for feet. Yeah. I did not know. I knew that he liked to say the N-word in his movies, but um, feet I didn't know of. I thought right. that was those just... Are, um, those are kind of his two vices. I thought that was just um, Dan Schneider, <laughs> who who is with the feet subject. I mean, um, it's essentially every Hollywood is exec, but, like, that is another topic for another episode. Okay. Right, right, Wait, right. I actually have a question, though. Yeah, so, what's the question? If Trisha Paytas took John Travolta's place in Pulp Fiction, do you think it's still a top movie today? Absolutely. Oh, I think it would be more of an iconic film because... Like, I feel like she could bring a whole other element to the acting right. of that movie. No, I, I completely agree. I was just curious Absolutely. to see. I think she could bring a lot more depth than John Travolta could. And, you know, it just mentioning like that. Just like, you know right, it just exactly. from it being so infamously, you know, iconically acted, um, yes. just world-renowned, something <laughs> yes. that should have failed but became great. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is just the Trisha mindset that she puts off in all of her work, no, so I is. have no doubt is. that this it would is. be one of the best. It's truly one incredible. Of the I, I honestly agree with yeah. you guys. So. And, you know, just to, to go off of that, um, what you said about John Travolta reminds me of, you know, his, his religion, his dedicated religion, which is Scientology. So I think we will get into um, Trisha's religious background later. But um, Her Judaism? Her Judaism, I think that she, I think she even dabbles in Scientology. I'm not sure, though. So we'll get into that later. So, yeah, so she had this account that was dedicated to Quentin Tarantino. And then between 2008 and 2011, Paytas continues to appear on television shows. So then she appears on The Price is Right in 2008. Then she goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show. That's what our friend Kelsey said, that she saw her on on, um, the Ellen DeGeneres show talking fast. It's like... We know Trisha as this cultural icon from YouTube right now in the YouTube world. Who the hell knew that she was on the Ellen DeGeneres show? When Did was you she guys on know the, this? Yeah, when was 2011. she on 2011. 2011. I feel like that was my peak Ellen DeGeneres watching phase. I know, right? Like, I don't remember Trisha at all on this, but she was on there. I, I must have I, missed an episode. Honestly, I can't even imagine Ellen DeGeneres and Trisha interacting. I mean, like, I kind of can. But. I can. They two would be bosses. such a great yeah. two girl, girl bosses. bosses. True. Awesome. True. Okay, so then she was on Jane by Design. Recognize the name, but I don't know what that is. Huge in 2011. And then this one, I, I don't know what huge is. It's, um, let's see, it's an American drama series that aired on ABC Family Television Network. Doesn't matter that much. Anyways, um, and then she appeared on Modern Family in 2010. Did you guys know this? You know what? I didn't know this. I didn't really? really like, because she was such a minor part. I didn't really like. I've heard about it, but, like, I, don't, I haven't seen the episode or whatever, but... Yeah. I can only imagine her role was uh, probably one of the biggest moments in Modern Family <laughs> since the beginning of the show. I would agree. Like, this show might have been canceled without that cameo. Without her, yeah. I honestly think so. And I think the thing we're learning about Trisha is she's kind of like a clout chameleon of some sort. No, yeah, that's what I was just about to say, is that she just kind of weaseled her way into every aspect of popular culture, and I think that that's why she's still relevant today. I think otherwise she wouldn't have been. But, like, as we continue to read this page, she got into every single corner of popular culture that there was. So, like... Well, hold up. It's not really fair to say she weaseled her way into all of this. She worked for this. True. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, she's a grinder. She's got the grind. What's set. the difference between grinding and weaseling, though? You know, weaseling and the negative like, connotations. Yeah. Negative. You okay, think no, that I don't Trisha mean that didn't in a negative way. All this? Yeah, weaseling is like you shouldn't be there. But no, you're I think there. she she worked hard for Grinding is like that motherfucker yeah. earned it. And no, trust no, me, that, that motherfucker, motherfucker did earn it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she after she served, so she could get where she is. Yeah. True. So after Modern Family, then she goes on to an episode of My Strange Addiction. Can you guys guess what the the addiction yes. was? Um, what? Fuck. That's not the question I thought you were going to ask. Don't look on, on my screen. I'm not looking. Okay. She was addicted. It was something to do with piercings. No way. Milo, okay. why are you guessing that? That doesn't like, make sense. Do you think I, that she looks like she has a lot of piercings on her or not what? Not now, but like we've said, she's a chameleon. So I could see like in the summer of 06. <laughs> I she had piercings all over. Honestly, honestly would you <laughs> and be she took them all out since yeah, then. Yeah, and they've come up, like they've swallowed up. Like I can, it's right, Trisha, well, man. I don't. Milo, know. I'm going to tell you immediately that you're wrong. So, John, Fuck. any any guesses? Hmm. If I had to guess what Trisha Paytas was addicted to, mm-hmm. huh? It must. It's got to be something that's like really annoying, <laughs> that like she definitely needed help for, right? Um, I don't and know if I, I say, help for this. I don't know. It's think? like, maybe. Okay, that's a little bit of a spoiler. See, I'd say something like eating plastic or styrofoam, but I, I, like I don't know. Stuff. I feel like that'd be more rememberable. So I'm going to guess mm-hmm. uh, she needed help for, like, being annoying. That's something Trisha would say. She's like, I'm that addicted not, to being that annoying. That would not be on my She truly is addiction. addicted to that, but yes. She is addicted to that, but that would not be on my strange addiction. You know, I was obsessed with my strange addiction. Maybe I would say that I had an addiction to my strange addiction when I was in, like, elementary school. I don't remember her episode, though. I don't remember her episode, but... Is it body surfing? It, it has to do with body. She yeah. was a self-admitted tanning addict. Honestly, that makes yeah. so much sense. I mean, have you seen Trisha... From like ten years ago, right? Right, yeah, she right. was really seen, fucking tan. But yeah, have you seen that that, that image? No, or, I I really do want to watch that episode now though of her like like being like yeah I like like I can just imagine her voice like yeah I'm a tan, tanning addict like hey guys you know. But guys, is that a strange addiction? Like I've I've been to a prom before and I can tell you this is an addiction that has hurt many. But when know. you say prom, that implies one event. Like she. This no, em- I, like, I completely get that. That's I think fair. that, you know, on this show, they probably emphasize that she went, like, twice a week, probably, and she probably played it up Okay. for this. And, you know, you have to consider, let, let's see, what years was this? This was in 2010. Think about 2010. That was when, like, that was the trend to be t- that tan, you know? Like, like I get why she's like going It's like Jersey Shore era. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Slippy, she Slippy. wanted to look yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, I doubt that she would be able to qualify for that show now. But, you know, so then, okay, after My Strange Addiction, she's been on all these different shows. She started her YouTube channel. So then from 2010 to 2012, um, Paytas appeared in several music videos by various artists. Did you guys know this? I did not know this before reading the uh, Wikipedia page. But the artists that she was in these music videos for were Eminem, Amy Winehouse, the All-American Rejects, as well as performing as a background um, dancer for the rapper M.I.A. at the Scream Awards in 2010 um, and portraying a mobster's girlfriend in a Guns N' Roses tour video. 
It says, from 2013 to 2017, Pages made a number of trolling videos in which they told Business Insider were a way to dumb myself down in order to get attention and views. So before I continue onto this section of Trisha's careers, I do want to ask a question. Of what we know about Trisha so far and, like, you know, our, our knowledge of her previously, do you guys think it's an act? Or do you think that this is her real personality? Like, this is the real Trisha? I mean, this got to be her real personality. You think? Why? She's on the content grind set. You know that she's going to do what she has to do to, like, get some kind of attention on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is her brand, and she owns it, and I think that she, like, can get away with it, you know? But yeah. don't you think that, like, based on what you just said, don't you think that, like, that could easily just be created in order no, to get views? No, it probably was created. And, it okay. was created, but I think it happens with a lot of creators where something that's created becomes the real persona. You exactly. That that's She's conditioned right. herself. Yeah. She has become, She's become the a character that she used to play. And I, okay. I'm, like... I have no doubt in my mind that this is how she would act off camera mm, oh, yeah. to, like, a certain extent. You know, like, obviously she's not, like, crying over, you know, spilled milk like she does in one of her YouTube videos. But she believes the things she, that she does because she has to in order to portray, portray her character. Right. At some point you believe the lie. So you really do think that she's, like, very close to the persona that she portrays online? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? You can't, okay. you can't fake the thing she does. Okay. It's too constant. Okay. It's too much. Like, come on. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to ask that question again once, once we get through kind of everything she's done because it's a lot. What so, do you think? So you, do you disagree? Yeah, it seems like I you don't, disagree. I don't know. Like, I just feel like... Some of the things that she does, you know, like, like for example, her videos of, like, crying on the floor of her kitchen and, like, you know, like, all the boyfriends that she's cycled through and the marriages and the conflict and, like, the drama that she's had. It seems like, you know, in order to maintain a YouTube career, maybe that that's the persona that you need to kind of make up. But... At the same time, I do kind of see what you guys are saying, that maybe she, you know, was in this world for so long that it kind of got to her. And she was kind of like, this is the world that, I'm, that I live in, and it's making me crazy. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, does a, nor- does a normal person do that? Like, how far does a normal person go? To uh, act that way, to yeah. To act that way. No, like, I agree. Would you, right. you, yeah. would you like, throw your, your own fiancé under the bus in this latest scandal? Right. With, like, the s- sexual assault allegation? Like, that is that is so far out there. Like, you wouldn't do that for clout. Right. So, like, unless something happened that we don't know about, which is possible. She's had a pretty traumatic life, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, absolutely. Really? I've, yeah, I've heard some podcasts with her. Like, she didn't really get into the specific trauma, but she said she had a traumatic life, so... Uh-huh. Take that for what you will at right. this stage, but I guess right. we'll learn soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so continuing on from that, um, continuing on from the era of 2013 to 2017 with the trolling videos. So the trolling videos involved videos such as um, claiming that dogs do not have brains, <laughs> or that um, she was voting for the 2012 Republican candidate for president um, of the United States, Mitt Romney. Um, in 2014, uh, Pages began positive or posting um, widely viewed mukbangs. So, like, I feel like that's what I kind of know her for, you know, um, sessions um, and eating challenges. 
um, eating challenge videos. Um, in September 2014, Peters um, competed in an episode of the television game show Celebrity Name Game along with their mother. So, again, another reality TV show. Um, I want to mention that another show that I knew that she was in, I don't know if it's mentioned on here on the Wikipedia page, but um, Nathan For You, did you guys know that she's been on that as well? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Was yeah. she, she was obviously being trolled in that, right? There's no way she was in on the joke. No, she was. She was. I mean, kind of. Like, Nathan told her, like, you're going to be in this video, but, like, it wasn't really, like, for what. Like, she, he didn't tell her what it was for. But I think the reason why she was casted on that show was because she had big boobs, I think. Um... It was like the episode was something to do with like a hot girl or something like that. Um, I, I, I haven't seen the episode, but just another example of how she's kind of infiltrated every aspect of popular culture. You know what I mean? Like, right. Nathan for you. Like, that's something that I love. She's have been you, in that have too. Have you seen the episode where uh, the, the girl from Bachelorette, or no, the girl from The Bachelor got um, kind of canceled for that? Corinna? Mm-mm. She got canceled for being on Nathan for you. She no, she didn't really get canceled, but she got trolled by. It. I don't know why I said canceled, guys. That was a mistake. I'm sorry to all the. You're canceled for saying canceled. I'm sorry to all the WSUM listeners here who saw that or heard this. By the way, um, everything that we're saying is not reflected by WSUM or UW. It's just our own personal thought. Um, speak for yourself, Michaela. But that is correct. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. How do you guys think you would fare on The Bachelor? Or bachelorette. <laughs> Bad. I would be so poor. Oh, my God. I mean, can you imagine? I'm so awkward. John, I think you'd be all right, actually. <laughs> I No, I swear to God. He'd fight for the end. No, like, because there's all those people who it's yeah. like they're endearing because they're so awkward and they grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be John. Also, the people are so dumb. True. The American public would love John. Yeah. I mean, That's true. The, I don't disagree with that. The red hair would be definitely But I don't think they'd agree the with people. my, like, decisions. You know, like, who do I give a rose to? I wouldn't, I would True, always. True, they do get mad about that. Yeah, they'd right. be so mad because I'd yeah. be, like, acting rationally and they'd be like, that doesn't make sense. But it is what it is. Yeah. So maybe the American public wouldn't love you. But you know uh, who the Michaela American public. would make such a sick season. Think oh about it. Oh, my God. Michaela, your monologues would be ideal. As the ideal. as the Bachelorette? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think? I don't think you'd be a good, like, contestant on The Bachelor. Uh-huh. Personally. Yeah. Could be, I just think you'd be like, oh, I need more attention. I need more time. True. Like, what the fuck? True, that is. And me. I think that would be an issue, yeah. personally. But if you yeah. were, like, the the star of the show, The Bachelorette, and they were going after you, I think you would fucking kill it. Absolutely. I would entertain. I would entertain. You the would entertain. The drama, the tea. It so would anyways, be divine. It would be like the speaking, Boston Speaking party. of entertaining. such a surplus of tea, but. True. Speaking of entertaining, Trisha. She had a video for her song, Fat Chicks, and that was featured on Cosmopolitan, Huffington Post, Business Insider. Like, she's growing her, you know, her empire. Like, she is, like, reaching into different sectors. Um, So then she had this song called Hot for Teacher, or I guess that was a cover, blah, blah, blah. She gets it in music. So then what this was interesting to me is that in 2017, she became a housemate on Celebrity Big Brother. Did you guys know this? That she was also on Big Brother? You know, I did know she was on Big Brother. Do you know anything about it? Because I do not. I've never watched Big Brother, but I I remember that was something she used to talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't know that she was on that, but again, every aspect of popular culture, she's on it. 
Um, so at this time that she was on Big Brother, that was 2017, she had accumulated over 1 billion lifetime views on her 2,500 uploads. Like, she was getting some views. What's the ratio there? We gotta check that ratio. Is it a lot? I don't, I don't know. I mean, how I, many, I think that, that? 2,500 uploads. I mean, it's funny you should mention that because recently she just dumped, she just purged a lot of videos from her YouTube channel. So okay, a lot so of those views aren't going to be so, there. So you said that she's she's deleted a lot of videos, she's deleted a lot of tweets. Is that because of the allegations against her fiance? Is that why she's doing this? Or I have no clue. You know, this is so recent, I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. I'd be surprised. I thought she was the one making the allegation against her fiance. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That must be really tough for um, Trisha because she's at this position where no one takes her seriously. True. So I wonder how it is when she actually has something serious to say. It's well, a that's bit, like, what I'm saying role. about the persona versus, like, reality. Like, even, like, when, you know, there's a lot of drama with the, the other people in the YouTuber community. I'm, like, Shane Dawson, for example, who was also canceled. Like, but before he was canceled, you know, people did take him seriously. He made serious videos once in a while and, like, would talk about his life, whatever. And he was actual friends with Trisha. So was um, Drew Monson. So I'm, like, when they interact, is it that, like, full of drama? Like, do they have an actual serious, mature adult relationship? Well, no, of course or is not. it They're that dramatic? Views, obviously. So you think that their their full friendship is for the views? At, at some point, yes. And I think that's just really? how YouTubers interact. It's like it's good content and that's how they think and it becomes your persona over time. Like it but, must. But Shane and Trisha didn't really make that co- much content together. It seemed like their friendship was kind of outside of the internet. Hmm. But you really think that it was, it was a transactional? Of, I haven't seen any of Shane's videos, so. Really? I'm just kind of speaking in general terms here. I don't know. John, See, if you know that, anymore. That huh? is so funny because I know I know Trisha through Shane, I feel like. Because in my youth, like, Shane was the one that I watched. John? Yeah, me too, me too. Well, I mean, it's so hard to tell, you know, with these mm-hmm. celebrities. Right. Like, they can say, they can say we're friends off camera. But you'll never know that for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, I think they were. But, like, how often do these two people, you know, hang out, have these good times that they shared on film? Maybe it's not as much as just them texting each other, them, you know, hanging out, uh, you know, off camera, just mm-hmm. kind of texting. Just hanging out. Yeah, you know, like a modern relationship. Right. It's all, like, over the internet, like over Snapchat. Like, friends in quotations. Yeah. I mean, it's fair to call them friends. It's just, it's not like... It's different. It's yeah. not like our old and expected view of friendship, where it's like, oh, you go, you hang out every day. It's a modern friendship. And especially mm-hmm. in California, where it's like, and you're YouTubers and you're millionaires, it's like, you're busy. You have other stuff mm-hmm. to do. Your friends right. aren't always going to be there for you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Unlike here in Wisconsin, where you're just... Sit around. Episode yeah, of where everyone lives within a one mile radius of each other. Right. They can just walk. It's so easy to. Trisha and Shane can't do that. No. No. It's no. Not, it's well, not. I mean, they could. <laughs> I'm, yeah. But do they? I I would be do a little they? skeptical. They probably have, obviously, oh, but not course. as much as maybe you. They'd like you to think. Right. No, the traffic in LA. I think honestly, honestly, what you just said, like the what they'd like you to think, I really think that is a part of the YouTube community is kind of 
convincing the public that they are closer than you think they are. Because I think that the aspect of friendship really draws people in. Like Shane and, and Trisha being like, yes, we're best friends, you know, as the public watching as subscribers were like, oh my God, the cute friendship. Nope. Like, I love them together, you know? That's absolutely true. And like, you yeah. even like, this is a different YouTuber, David Dobrik. He laughs excessively in all his videos. Yeah. And it's because he's trying to create this atmosphere of like, they're the friend group you want to hang out with. This is right. the atmosphere. Exactly. It's about creating this almost like aesthetic of friendship. And that's just part of their jobs to create that. I don't know. No, I think that that's probably not completely real. No, I think that that completely is the brand of YouTube is to create like, we are friends and you're friends with us. Yeah, definitely. So that's why they don't want drama in between them, even though, I mean, that's content too, is to have the, you know, think about, oh God, the the Paul brothers, um, Tana Mojo, like, you know, all of that. But moving on. We have 2008 or 2018 to present in terms of um, Trisha's career and trajectory. Um, the title of this part on her Wikipedia is Concert Tour and Podcasts. So we have um, Trisha had the cover of Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, which we played at the beginning. And that says, within four days, the video garnered over a million views. So Trisha's doing pretty well for herself. And then she started her her own podcast called The Dish with Trish, originally on SoundCloud. Uh, it doesn't mention anything about... Oh, okay, Frenemies. Yes, this is the one I've heard of. Have you guys heard about this podcast, Frenemies? Yeah, Frenemies is the one with Ethan, H3H. Right. Yeah, that was a big one because he has a huge following on the internet. Right. And anything he does becomes scandal. It's instantly covered by... Um, a lot of that pop culture news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've heard of that podcast. I've definitely seen clips of them talking on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, but I've never fully listened to a full podcast. I know that there's a weird relationship between them where Trisha always says problematic things, has very mm, maybe controversial opinions, and Ethan responds to them like, what are you talking about? We're not even friends. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true. I think they were friends. Like, you can't have a podcast where someone says, you know, dumb shit the whole time. Right. And not yeah. be friends with them. Exactly. Because, like, if I, like, Milo says stupid stuff all the time. But I can always be there and be like, you know what, Milo? I don't know if you should think this way. Uh, <laughs> it seems a little wrong, and here's why I think that. And that's what, like, you're Ethan and Trisha Milo. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. In this analogy, am I Trisha Paytas? Absolutely. So you are a real-life Trisha Okay, Paytas. so you're Ethan Klein in real life, then. You're okay with this? Yes. I think I that John's Trisha, more then. of a, a Joe Rogan, but... I do feel like a Joe Rogan in the sense. <laughs> I, mean, with the I am always high on DMT. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. The DMT, but moving on. As of 2021, Paytas has expanded her social media presence to the pornography social media site, yep. OnlyFans. I did know about this, that... that Trisha's kind of really um, expanded the the OnlyFans, and then I think that she actually has her own site as well, um, relating does. to explicit yeah. content, which Milo knows all about. I have heard it through the grapevine. Yes, <laughs> not through personal experience. Of course not. <laughs> so there's those. 
And then moving on to personal life, Peters has had several public long-term relationships. That's what I've always been kind of interested in. Like, I've always been interested in the the long-term relationship with Shane Dawson in terms of friendship. But then she's also had all these, like, dating relationships. Um, she dated American YouTuber Jason Nash from 2017 to 2019. Do you guys remember this? I don't remember them dating. I know who Jason Nash is. Really? Because I only knew about him through Trisha. Wow. So what kind of content does he make? Oh, I have no clue. He's I've just like Dave is right-hand man, I think, right? Like, he's just like the funny old guy in the clips who's like, ha-ha, I'm old, I'm in the clips. I think, yeah. That's kind of the, his bit is what I've, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know, though. Let well, me look it was, up. He was dating Trisha, and I, from what I gather about her relationships is that almost in every relationship, there's a scandal where she says, my boyfriend called me fat. And then it's like, oh, my God, are they going to break up? Like that that's that's the the main conflict in the relationship, but I didn't even know that her and Jason broke up. I that was the last I heard about her romantic endeavors, but it says since 2020 she's been dating Israeli artist Moses who's Mac- actually I think I think he's the brother of Ethan Klein's wife. Oh. I could be completely wrong, but I think that was a huge part of the beef as well, is that they're like really entangled. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So maybe we'll get into that. Of course. Um, of course. So the pair got engaged in December 2020. Paytas has been identified with different religious beliefs throughout her life, mainly Roman Catholicism. She says she's Jewish. I mean, um, uh, her fiancé was Jewish, right? Their fiancé. Uh, the latest one Moses. was his name. Moses. I mean, his name is Moses. Yeah. Oh, because he's... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, look, if you're dating someone and, like, you're serious, you get engaged, you can take the religion. There's nothing wrong with that. I think um, she might have got a little too excited, though. You know, have you seen those TikToks where she's, like, uh, she's celebrating Jewish holidays and she says some controversial stuff? Like, in one of, uh, one of her TikToks she made around... Um, I think it was Passover was like she said here's my Jew meal and it's like they talked about this on the frenemies podcast and Ethan is like like you can say he says you can say I am a Jew that's like that's a noun right mm-hmm. but you can't say this is my Jew meal you can't like <laughs> right. turn this into some adjective it's really offensive I feel like all of the clips that I've seen on TikTok are like of him correcting her. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, just, like, problematic things that no, she's saying. She's like Bambi. Like, she can't really use her legs and you just kind yeah, of yeah. die here. Right, 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 right. I mean, they're so... Uh, being problematic and being arrogant are so similar. And you can't, like, get mad at being some... Get mad at someone for being problematic when they're just... They just don't know any better. Right. A lot you of can just educate them, okay, right? So and that's, like, it's yeah. a good thing she has a friend like Ethan. You just have to measure intent. So that's going time. along with this this question that I asked earlier of like, do you guys think it's like an act or not? So you guys think that she genuinely is? Do you think she's ignorant or arrogant? Do you think she's she literally doesn't know about the issues she's talking about? Is just saying things and she needs to be educated? I think she's a very entertaining person, and she obviously realizes this, and she's dumb in some aspects. Uh-huh. And obviously very talented in some aspects in terms of... Oh, oh, she's a very smart businesswoman for capitalizing on everything she's no, done. No, fair. But, like, I don't... 
I don't know. It's definitely part of her act that she's become over time. So when she's being problematic, do you think that she's aware that no, she's being problematic and she just says things, you know, to get a rise out of people? She thinks, oh, maybe this is controversial. I'm going to say it. Or do you genuinely think that she just doesn't know what's going on and she just spews whatever she can, you know, and Ethan responds to this in a way that's like, hmm, maybe maybe don't say that. Well, look, like, when you think about Trisha Paytas mm-hmm. and you, you look into her heart, do you really see malintent? Like, I think no. deep down mm-hmm. she's just mm-hmm. a sweet person okay. who is dumb and she's just making these mistakes. I don't think Trisha would ever want to offend, you know, any of the people she's offended to whatever extent. I don't know how... Right. Se- I don't think people take her seriously. Right. But, like, if she, she wants to be included in the Jewish community, she wants to be included in whatever communities. Do you think she's going to go and, like, try to offend these people? I don't think so. She might Mm -hmm. offend these people uh, by proximity, by being a little insensitive and getting too hyper, a little too excited about joining these communities, but she's not outwardly trying to, like, shame the people in the community she's trying to be a part of. No, I agree with you that, like, she's definitely not trying to shame anybody in these communities, but I do think that if it is an act, if she is actually aware of these communities, that she is doing it for purposes of, like, self-interest. And, like, she, if she is fully aware, then she knows that by saying these things that are controversial and kind of out there and, like... She, there's no way she's that aware. Like, you can't have you this really many... Think, no, okay. like, you can't have this consistent, like, consistently this many takes without tripping up. Really? Like, I hear this all okay. the time with, like, radio personalities. If it's, like, there's no way they believe in their takes. They're just doing it for views. But it's, like, there's no way they could go on every day and not be authentic. They may at first be, like, this is well, a joke. Well, that's what I'm saying is that at first she said I was dumbing myself down, you know, at the beginning of her career. Right, but that, that was at the beginning of her career. I think it's safe to say she's almost like a character in an evil movie where she's evolved in some sense. Okay. And she like, could also be saying I'm dumbing myself down to protect her own ego. That's possible, You too. know? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe maybe she's not dumbing herself down, but she's letting her guard down and she's confusing these two uh these 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 two feelings, right? She's letting her guard down and she's saying what she really thinks and she says, Well I'm not dumbing I'm not I'm not letting my guard down, I'm just dumbing myself down and asking stupid questions. Well it's like these aren't actually stupid questions to you. They're just what's on your mind yeah. and you're just asking them without any That's actually I agree with that. Actually, almost completely, because she's probably self-aware to some extent. She sees the view. She sees that she's special in some way, mm-hmm. but she still does it and like consistently. So I can definitely see how she. You have to be self-aware that you're different in some way. True. She could feel like, you know, she she feels like she's dumb or like not as smart as other people. So in this way, she's like, I'm gonna create a whole persona where that's based on this, where it's based on that I'm dumb and that I don't know anything in order to protect herself. Like, that, that is maybe a good analysis to think about Trisha Paytas and the way that she behaves. Can I ask you guys, do you think she's really crying in all her apology videos? Because, like, imagine how hard it is to get in front of a camera and cry and apologize and then turn off the camera, stop crying, and realize that you said these things on purpose mm-hmm. and that, you know, next thing you do this on purpose to get some you know, a little bit of attention, a little bit of clout, you're going to have to do this again. That that must be really emotionally draining. So do you think she's just faking this? Because that seems really impossible. Emotionally draining, but, like, at the same time, if you think about 
I feel like being a YouTuber, especially a YouTuber of her category, where it is you're you're making, not necessarily making up, but like doing this personality all day long and doing all these dramatic things, very emotionally engaging. I'm sure that that's emotionally draining. And then, you know, you need an outlet to cry. So I'm sure that she's just taking these emotions and kind of putting them into one thing and releasing them. And it's like, she's kind of overwhelmed emotionally all the time. So I'm sure that her apology videos are just a release for her. And then she can just move on. Um, I don't know how her day-to-day life is, though, really, and and how her emotional well-being is. So what you're saying is you think she's taking up these pent feelings of sadness and anger even and dumping them in these videos. Honestly, yeah. I think that 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 could be be the situation. Milo? Yeah, I agree for the most part. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I got to say, I think she's, you know, at least being somewhat honest. Okay. Maybe there's a little bit of like, you know what, I realize I'm being a little like I'm in the wrong here, but I, I can't I can't step down because my Odin pride won't let me. Mm-hmm. But I definitely get the sense that she's like actually upset about the topic at hand. Okay. Okay, is she upset though because her followers are upset? And people are mad, or is she actually upset about the topic? Right. Is she upset about the topic, or is she upset about the image Reaction. that, like, her image? To has be been fair, damaged. that kind of extends to all YouTubers and their mindset. But well, don't forget the topic at hand is usually someone else being upset with them. So it's really is she is she sad because someone she cares about, who is not herself, who is not her own fan base, is upset with her? Because like you, you can look at like look at take a. The Frenemies podcast. Like, H3H3 fans are not Trisha Paytas fans. Right. At least for the most part. So if H3H3 gets upset and, you know, or sorry, if, if H3H3 says, oh, Trisha, you've done this thing wrong. We, this is, like, a, actually a huge deal, a huge controversy. He's certainly going to have some fans who go out of their way to, like, tweet at her, attack her online, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And she's going to recognize this. So she could be, like, upset about that and want that hate to stop, but mm-hmm. it's not really going to. And she's been in this game for so long, she must know that by now. Right. Yeah, I mean, part of being a YouTuber, though, I guess, and part of being in the public eye. Um, but then do you think, like, isn't it so foolish for her to just do what she does over and over? Like, anyone can see that... Uh, if Trisha is a character, her character is this endless cycle. True, it is. Of, it really you know, is an endless cycle. Of, uh, you know, emotional pain for herself as well as it's diminishing. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 years from now, she's not going to have as many, like, people tweeting at her. It's, like, <laughs> this is not something that's sustainable for her. And, like, she should probably know this, right? So why would she keep doing it? Uh, the other hand is, like, her own fans could be like, Trisha, be better. But I, I, I have yet to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see what Don't have her friends. Gonna, no, not her friends, her fans. Who's going to tell her to be better? Because that's not why we're fans of Trisha. Yeah, true, true. It's, it's, we want her to be worse, actually, for the entertainment right. value. Yeah. But anyways, the Wikipedia says that uh, Paytas has been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So that kind of answers the question of... Is it real or not? I mean, if she has... But, you know, the Wikipedia page, which 
by the way, I don't know if you guys knew, but Wikipedia isn't the most reliable source. And it says, uh, has been diagnosed with. It's like, who? Like, the public have diagnosed her with this? I don't know. I don't know if she's actually went to a doctor. and It was, it was you know, me, Michaela. I, you diagnosed I, her? I okay, you actually. put that on the Wikipedia page. Well, I Perfect. took Psych 202, and right. the, the symptoms like, were the just symptoms too hard were to ignore. Right. Right. So, so it just is what it is. So you edited this page, but yes. Yeah. Regardless so, of who diagnoses her, yeah, it's it not me. really. Yeah. If it, Sorry, and it was Milo, yes, to, just to confirm, it was Milo. Right. It's not really like uh, an excuse for anything she does. You you can't you can't. But put it might be an out. explanation though. Like. But oh, what is an explanation? Makes... Like, who cares? You know. <laughs> it's just like oh, like maybe that makes sense. Like what she does. So like. Maybe we could be like, yeah, it is real, and it's not. All yeah, but she's been, okay. She's been in this, you know, uh, Hollywood influencer slash TV persona for almost ten years now, mm-hmm. over ten years now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if her personality disorder is affecting herself, mm-hmm. it's time for her to get out, and she should have known this. For but a she's long not time. self-aware. She's she's addicted to the industry and she's addicted to the attention she gets, and that's kind of her resolve for the problems that she has. So I think that she can't even get out of it because she's like, This is my job, but also my emotional outlet where I can get these things out, you know? I mean that's that's true. It's hard to, you know, step out of an industry that's toxic when it's also so rewarding. But if mm-hmm. she's had she's had such a good safety net her entire time. She's had good friends like Shane uh, and Drew, and she she also had several boyfriends. She's had a fiancé who she said was great for the longest time. You'd think that, like, these people would have at least maybe convinced her. We probably would have seen a video about this, Mm -hmm. like about her considering quitting if she'd even considered it, right? By this point, (coughs) maybe it's a little skeptical, but I I think she would have... She is fully aware of this, if this is the case. I like mean, we said earlier, Trisha's a grinder. She's she so deserves young. her fame. She's been in the industry for long enough. She's done her fair bits of stunts. She's been in the bad, the bad spotlight and the good spotlight. Um, I think she deserves to be where she is right now, honestly. Yeah. And people are like, you can say, oh, she doesn't deserve it, whatever, if you don't like her, but she clearly does. She's a very entertaining person, and mm-hmm. whether it's real or fake whatever the case may be, whether she believes in herself or not. Like, she she clearly attracts an audience, and it's just, there's always controversy around her. I don't know. She deserves it, for sure. Right. And, I mean, it's so hard to be someone who's so open on the Internet as Tr- Trisha is and True, not want to share open. your opinion on everything at the moment all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with something as big an issue as, like, gender identity... How can you do this in a matter of a couple weeks and be like, actually, I feel found in my verdict. I feel like this is this is who I really am. Like, that's not where Trisha is right now. True. She's kind of just saying, this is where I am right now. And everyone is like, well, how can you switch so fast? And it's because this is probably the start of her journey in uh, understanding her own gender, right? And it's not something that's going to end anytime soon, and it's very difficult for her. And I assume that, you know, one year, two years... Who knows how long she'll, you know, be confident and people will agree with her and it won't be an issue uh, nearly as much as it is right now. No, I totally agree with you, John, that like I feel like 
how she processes things. I feel like she's never been able to process things in her own mind. It's always been publicly. It's always been online in the way that she deals with things and goes through with things has been publicly through her videos. So she probably put this online just to, you know, be able to speak through the process that she was going through. But at the same time, it's like YouTube's her job. So she has to put a title on there that's going to get views. She has to do right. some sort of clickbait. So, of course, she's going to put on there, I'm transgender. It's going to be the most, you know, clickbaitable title that she can do for the thing that she's going through. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, do you think she, okay, uh, do you think she makes any money on YouTube compared to how much money she makes on OnlyFans? Honestly, in any given month, what do you think the percentage of income she uh, generates from YouTube is compared to OnlyFans slash her own website slash any kind of sex work she sells? See, the thing is, is I don't really know Ooh, the I gotta prices. Say, it's, it's a lot more than OnlyFans. I, yeah. It would be my guess. I've been watching, uh, well, in the past couple of months, there have been a lot of uh, popular Twitch streamers who have made themselves OnlyFans, and they've kind of disclosed... You know, roughly what percentage of their money they're making off, uh, you know, their streaming, which is... Are you talking about Corinna Kopp here, John? I'm not talking about Corinna Kopp. Um, although she is, she's an outlier. She's made... Uh, I think she made like one million or two million a day or something. Crazy. Yeah, something Two million ridiculous. a day. Exactly. Like these, these like very, these people with, you know, big but not like massive online followings on a streaming platform. Mm-hmm can re- uh, generate hundreds of thousands of dollars a month right. from an OnlyFans. So I think if she has a successful OnlyFans, then that's where her income comes from. And any YouTube video is just to promote this OnlyFans pretty much, or if she enjoys really? it, which I, I think, think she does. I think that oh, it's definitely. possibly you're right in like a big percentage. I think that maybe the, the income comes from the OnlyFans, but then I think that Partially, it comes from music. I think that that's a small portion. Has she released any music recently? She's released a lot of music. No, I don't know makes, about recently. She makes no money from music. I'm sorry. Because streaming services do not pay you a lot of money unless you get insane volume of streams. It's mainly mm-hmm. from touring, which she does not do. Right. So I, right. I, I would doubt like she makes any like, percent of her income from music. Okay, so let's ignore let's ignore music. So, so we've got the OnlyFans. But I think that another form of income that she gets is through sponsorships. I think that she does accept a lot of brand deals. I think that she does do a lot of dieting, like dieting products. I know that she went, she's gone so back and forth with promoting dieting products, saying that she's doing that, you know, the tummy tea or whatever, Mm -hmm. but then also goes on the next day on her YouTube crying about her weight and talking about how she's very insecure and that like, you know, it's all a lie and, and, and whatever, but so obviously she's doing it for the money, um, all these brand deals and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know if brand deals even shine a candle to um, to the OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm gonna. But be isn't real. OnlyFans only individual subscriptions? How much do you think she charges for a subscription? Do we know? Um, let's look it we up. Shouldn't know, Michaela. Only on a public fans. computer. Milo, you definitely know how much is it? How much comes out of your bank account every month? Kayla, <laughs> these are the big questions, but we'll save that for episode two. Anyways, no, I the thing about OnlyFans is people charge for the account, they charge for individual photos. It's kind of a foot in the door policy in some ways. They charge for individual photos. I didn't know this. It says that she is only four ninety nine per month. 
I think. Yeah, four ninety nine per Bargain. per month is is what you describe or subscribe for. Now, is that a base rate or is that? It's it's per month, and then um, you can subscribe for three months. That's ten no, percent of off, L- and that's thirteen forty seven. Um, she has five hundred fifteen posts look, and eight hundred ninety eight. Right, let's media. subscribe, Michaela. You should subscribe right now. Should I? Yeah. Are you guys gonna help me with it financially? Yeah, I'll Venmo you. I won't. But um, I'll Venmo you. Can you see how many followers or subscribers she has? Probably not. No. Darn. No. But that's why you should sign up so we can see. I don't want to spend $5 on it right now. Sorry. Okay. Maybe next episode. Okay. Do you guys, you guys have any final thoughts on Trisha? I honestly have a lot of respect for her in some ways. Mm-hmm. Because I know she started as, like like you said, an escort. I think it was mm-hmm. on Santa Monica Pier. I've heard mm-hmm. on a podcast discuss it. She was, like, accepting, like, $5 for blowjobs. Like, very, very low, low here and she's really just climbed up the ranks I think I don't know like she has honestly she's right. a businesswoman she yeah. is she's definitely she's, she's definitely. known how to capitalize on on the drama on on what people find entertaining but that's that's my thing is I'm like that drive to to make money and to appeal to what people find entertaining like I'm like is that a bit you know but I okay, I, kind, but I, I think- kind of agree with you guys that like She's taken that bit and run with it, and then it's like, how do you separate yourself from the bit, you know? I, I agree, but I think it takes even a strange kind of person to have that mentality to begin with, if that makes sense. To commit to the so bit like she the probably Yeah, she probably thought she was meant to be a star. Mm-hmm. And if she was or wasn't, she kind of willed herself to be a star. And right. I think at the end of the day, you have to say, well, yeah, that you are that. And I don't know. If it really, I don't think it really matters, per se. Because at this point, she definitely believes it. There's no way she can't. Like, imagine, like, how she thinks every day about her videos and herself. Like, you just have to believe in the bit at some point to be what she is, to act like that every day. It's too consistent. It's too real. And I just think it's, I don't know if it's probably best for her mental health. I don't think it's great for anyone, but you have to respect it for her. I don't know. Well, I do. Like, I, I think, yeah, it's probably not great for her, but, like, yeah, at the same time, like, she has made a career for herself and, like, has climbed the ladder and... But honestly, though, like, thinking about it, like, do you think she's in a better place mentally? I mean, obviously financially, but mentally than she was at the beginning of her career? Like, being an escort, being a stripper, like... Yeah, I'd probably say so. But crying every day on the, on the floor of her kitchen? I like, mean, she's, about she said shit? she had a very traumatic start, and she was very poor. And I think it's really easy to break it down from a position of strength. Like, we're, we're all very well off here on WSUR, the best station. On the university, I won't mm-hmm. say the planet, but they're all right. And then, anyways, like yeah, like of course she's probably better off now. Like she has a great house. Financially a, though, but mentally. No. I mean, it wasn't. She was an escort. Like it wasn't exactly like she was in this amazing place mentally. She had a very traumatic childhood. It definitely shaped who she is and what she's become. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can escape a lot of that, but I don't know. I think if you ask her and many people, you'd rather be who she is now than what she was. Okay. Regardless of the financial situation, which obviously helps. John? Well, I mean, look, if we distinguish, you know, ha- like happiness, sadness versus mentality, I struggle to think that she could possibly be in a better place men- mentality-wise. Than, like, I would say that mentality can only ever decrease. It only slowly gets broken. It's really, really hard to build up, especially when you're constantly putting yourself out there and being True. so vulnerable and mm-hmm. smashed down by 
thousands, hundreds of people all the time. Um, it, there's no way she can be better mentally right now than she was then. She could be happier. She's doing many things that she enjoys doing. Otherwise, she wouldn't be doing them. She has, you know, the means to do whatever she wants, more or less, at this point. So I think that we can all uh, take a little little joy knowing that she's happy with what she's doing. But be happy for Trisha. Yeah. Long live Trisha. Oh, indeed. Boys, it's been lovely talking to you. All right, so that's going to wrap up our first episode of the Trisha Paytas Coverage Force. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope to see you next time, and farewell. Goodbye. Bye.